Utah, give me two. And here we go. Thundercats, ho! Can't be too careful with all those weirdos around. <laughs> you Greenpeace types are pacifists, aren't you? If it bleeds, we can kill it. And yet it's... Now you want to get nuts? Come on. What is that, Slavic? No. About a nine on the tension scale, Rube. This is a little bell I ring when someone's being a total ass. You son of a bitch. You no good. Welcome to Comic-Cons, a geek podcast for the rest of us. Who are the rest of us? My name's Nick Stevens. I'm your host. But in a way, aren't we all just a little grateful, you know? We are grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for uh, my beautiful wife and my sweet baby boy, you know, the baby boy. And, And I'm grateful for Disney+. Plus. More on that in a little bit. I do this show. I've been doing this show for a long time now. And I feel like lately I've kind of been venting a little bit more than normal, you know. Uh, maybe a little bit more about my, my moon base, you know. The moon base in Tahiti, you know. And once a moon base, always a moon base. And maybe if it's not in Tahiti, maybe it's in some other region of the world. Um, and maybe if it's not a co-worker at a moon base maybe it's somebody else in a supervisory role at a moon base the point is there's moon bases everywhere kids kamikanzis out there work at different moon bases whether it's lunar colony or a legitimate moon base or a base within a base the point is a lot of moon base rants lately or at least intermittently um and i don't know i just thought i um should take a minute to just kind of acknowledge that and you know I need to be more grateful I need to practice gratitude a little bit more you know because at the end of the day the moon base gig even if it has its moments of absolute absolute absurdity um it's still a base you know it's a base and some people don't have any base to go to and that's something to think about and um you know I got my smoking hot wife you know and my sweet sweet baby boy and they, they're waiting for me every day when I come home. And that's the life, you know. That's the life. And that's the good life. And, uh, you know, and I, I take stock of it. You know, I do. I, I'm, and I, I acknowledge it. But I, I also don't. Maybe enough. Or maybe I should do it more, you know. So, so there's that. So I don't even know why I just wanted to mention that at the top here. In the, I don't know. It just it makes me think sometimes you know I'll be on the train sometimes on the way home from said moon base and I'll just hear some of the conversations from people around me complaining about the most obscene first world type shit you know what I mean and then like as I start to resent these same people I'm like well I was just just the other night I was just ranting by myself in my garage for like 40 minutes about a Terminator movie you know (laughs) so I'm like I know none of this matters and yet I'm driven for some reason something compels me the power of Christ compels you something compels me to rant to rant and pontificate 
Lord. And uh, ultimately, that's... Hold on. I gotta get that out of here. Get out. Get out. Get out. House. In my house. Why is that? Is it gone? Okay, I think it's gone. I think I can fix that. Hold on. I'm sitting in the car right now. Uh, in, 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 in the wife's car, actually. The wife's new car, I might add. The new whip, by the way. Uh, kind of an early, early Christmas present. Um, and that's because I just came back from the studio recording some new jams with Mr. John Barnes himself. John Barnes Audio. Go to barnesaudio.com. Uh, he's the man. He's the renaissance man. And um, we were doing some songs, finishing them up. Uh, my buddy Josh was on that too, so thank you, buddy. And hopefully we'll get some more friends in there to help out. I'm kind of doing... I'm in the middle of recording a little album, but it's... I'm trying to get all my friends on it, you know? Like, I sing and play guitar, but I thought it'd be kind of cool if I did, like, a like a Mike Watt ball hog or tugboat kind of scheme where I just get all my friends to contribute to this album. And, you know, I write a bunch of songs, and then everybody kind of joins in, and we do some covers, too, you know, some some obscure covers, of course, because why would we do covers that people know? I mean, that would defeat the whole purpose or porpoise of doing a cover song, right? So so there's that. Um, and so I'm in my car, and I got I got the Tascam, like, like, just like the old days. God, there it is again. Hold on. We got it. We got it. Skadoosh. All right gone. I had to put the phone in airplane mode. Uh, but yeah, um, where was I? So being grateful, practicing gratitude, just, you know, hey, there's another one. You know, I'm just grateful that I have friends that I can make music with. You know, I'm grateful that I have friends that will come over to the podcast, come over to the garage and do the podcast. And I know I did like a thank you episode a little while back before the big 200. And I thank some people for coming by, but I don't know if I really took time out to be like, man, you know, like just spending my afternoons on a weekend with my son at the playground and going down a slide with him and then taking him around town and just walking around with him in the in in the 68 degree day followed by a minus 20 degree day in Virginia because global warming isn't real and the ice caps haven't melted and it's all a myth um and yet it's 20 degrees when the day before it was like 80 and I'm kind of putting the sarcasm down, but I don't know if people pick it up sometimes, but, but I am, um, it's crazy. Right. But anyway, I I should take stock of that and just take a moment and be grateful for that. And I'm just grateful that I have that in my life because my wife is a hairstylist and she, she goes to, um, to work. I feel like Bruce Wayne talking to Vicky Vale in the apartment all over again. You know, you got a guy and he, he gets, comes downstairs and he kisses the wife and kids goodbye and he goes to work and, and you know the deal. But basically, like, she goes to work, she does her thing, and she has clients. And she might as well be a, a bartender because she has clients to come in, they get their hair cut. And the second, they, the second they sit in that chair to get their hair done, whether it's a, a cut or they're getting a, a new hairdo or there's a color, they just spill the guts. I mean, and it could it could be crazy. Like, it could be some crazy fucking off-the-wall shit. Like, yeah, my uncle touched me when I was seven. Like, what the fuck? But then, more often than not, it's like a, it's like a long, drawn-out story about how somebody's husband is, like, cheating on them with, like, their best friend. And, like, I'm not going to get into the specifics because I don't want to... For obvious reasons. But 
The point is, she'll hear these crazy stories about people's lives falling apart and, and people having their midlife crises, 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 final crisis, infinite crisis, crisis on infinite earths. And it's just happening all over again. And it happens all at once. And it's like a preponderance of all this stuff going on. And I just lay in bed with her thinking like, damn, you know, like, holy shit. Like everybody has problems. You know what I'm saying? We all got problems and everybody has their days, but, but God damn, like it always, I feel like it, it could always be worse than we think it is. You know what I mean? And like, I'm really grateful that I, I think about what I, what would have happened if, if, if I married my wife at a younger age. Like sometimes I wonder like, man, I really wish, I really wish I met my wife earlier in life because I was a fucking crazy wild man on fire when I was drinking. And we met when we both drank. We both drank together and we both got drunk together and Sometimes it was a great, awesome, fucking wild ride. And other times it was a burning inferno of doom and death and glory all at the same time. And um, I just, sometimes I do. I wish I, I wish I met her sooner and hadn't acted like a crazy asshole all those years. But then at the same time, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't meet her sooner. I think I met her right at the right time. And I had to kind of go through all that to get where I am now. And I know that's all perspective and getting older, but like, I think about these younger couples that are like getting married in like their early 20s and I know some people get married young and they stay together the rest of their lives but then I see these other people like they're getting married young at like 20, 25 you know and now they're like in their now they're my age with kids like grown kids because they had kids early too and they're going fucking nuts <laughs> like and I don't know I mean, and I'm not even saying all that to be like you know look at me this is I'm in a better place but I just I, it just puts perspective on things like one can't help but compare and I don't even know where any of this is coming from it's just you know but it's kind of like when you're when you're at the bar right and you're in your 20s right and that 30 year old walks in and you're with your buddies like miss let's say you're 21 22 and that 30 something year old walks in you're like well look at the 30 year old you know but then I'm in my 30s I'm 37 now so now if I'm in a situation I'm not really at the bars anymore, but I can imagine like being at the bars and I don't really know what I would have, what a 37 year old like myself would have to do at a bar, but they're out there, I'm sure. And now I'm sure those same 30 year old somethings are looking at the, those same 30 somethings are looking at the 55 year old something like, look at that, look at that 55 year old, you know, like damn, you know, so it's all perspective. I don't really know where that was supposed to go. I guess it was supposed to go back to Disney plus. Um, some point because this is a podcast about comic booky sci-fi fantasy type shit and uh i don't know age can depress me and getting older can kind of make me depressed but at the same time i guess i was bringing up bringing up perspective and gratitude because it also makes me happy and it also brings me joy having the things in my life that i have such as the baby boy such as the wife such as this creative process to vent and going back to the job thing I guess this podcast has given me an avenue to do that to vent about things and kind of cathartically dispel some shit that I would normally not dispel so it's kind of a good thing and I like that shit you know what I mean I like I like having this podcast to do that and like even right now like I just kind of needed to do this to kind of talk about some stuff and it's cathartic for me right now so even though you might be listening to it going what the fuck and I don't even know I might not even air this you know, but just putting it out there, recording it, that's that's the art form in itself. Conversation or monologuing or starting a dialogue, even with oneself, 
um, is cathartic, at least to me. So putting it out there like that, it's good. And so even if I'm venting a lot about my job from time to time, um, I don't know. Despite the fact that I'm keeping some things close to the chest and I'm not dropping people's names, uh, I've been guilty of fucking shit talking some people, like neighbors <laughs> not sharing their pool or even people that come on the podcast. I mean, if you can't bust your friend's balls, what can you do? You know, that's part of the fun. But again, that's all part of this cathartic thing, right? You know, we're healing, we're growing, and we're, we're dealing with shit that either piques our interest, uh, annoys us, makes us frothing at the mouths, or it makes us c- come in our pants. You know what I mean? Um... I like how it's either those two things. It's never like anything in between. You're either frothing at the mouth or you're coming in your pants. You know? You're either giving hand jobs to sailors down at the docks or you're an accountant. Or you're an accountant by day, you know, just crunching numbers, and then at night, you're down at the docks giving hand jobs to sailors. You think I like wearing this vinyl skirt, you know, with my fishnet stockings? You know, and I go to work in the file room and, and Heather comes by and she gives me a nice firm smack on the ass and she says, good job, Nick. And I say, thank you, ma'am. And there I am on, on a high ladder trying to put these hefty, cumbersome files back in this tight, tucked away corner of a file room, you know, with my, with my vinyl skirt and my fishnet stockings and the hair on my legs is pushing out through the fishnet stockings. And I know that Heather just loves... My hair is sticking out through the stockings. Like, that's what gets her going, you know? But there is no Heather. No. No. Her name is Laquanda. Not her name's not Laquanda, but I was trying to be exotic. That's what I get for trying to be exotic. If James Powell was here, he'd probably say that was... He'd probably say something like, uh, well, her name can't be Heather. It's gotta be Laquanda. <clears throat> James Powell's on vacation right now. He's actually overseas, so... Maybe that's what this is. Maybe I'm just going through withdrawal, you know? Um, The Mandalorian. That brings me joy. So good. Uh, Look, kids, Disney Plus did not disappoint. It dropped the other day, and it is a gold mine. All the cartoons, all the shows and movies from our youth and yester-youth and youth before youth, our grandfather's youth and his grandfather before him, um... It's really cool, and it's all in one place, and it's only six ninety nine a month. This episode is sponsored by Disney+. Plus. Uh, look, the design of this show is great. The score is phenomenal, and I hear a lot of people on the internet talking about how it's, you know, it's a throwback to uh, uh, Man With No Name, you know, good, bad, and the ugly type shit, Clint Eastwood, you know. Definitely. It's definitely a Western. It's a space Western, and that score definitely helps. Uh, the acting is great. Some great voice acting at that. Nick Nolte, huh? Um, all the acting's great. Pedro Pascal, he's fantastic. There's Easter eggs in this for all those Star Wars fans out there. Those true, hard, nitty-gritty fans of, of lore. Uh, this is this has everything. Even some shout-outs to uh, the holiday special. I had to look that part up because I was like, Life Day, what the fuck? And that's that score, though. Like, that score and the tone and the texture of this show... I mean, it's a show about a bounty hunter, and he goes on a quest, and we don't know much about his past, but we know he comes from like a tribe of other Mandalorians, and there's a past there, 
And I never read any of the other like Star Wars books that eventually it was decided, I guess it, it was eventually decided that those books were not canon with these films or these newer projects. But I never read any of them regardless. Um, but I always kind of wanted to because I was intrigued by them. But uh, ever since Rogue One, I've been, I've kind of had a revamped interest in the Star Wars universe and like all the different, you know, sub stories and, and, and little um, sub tiers, uh, other tiers of stories. Um, I even read some of the comics like right before Rogue One came out. So the look and the tone of this is very identical to some of the, the tone in some of the newer comics, like particularly Jason Aaron's run in the Star Wars comics. So that's pretty cool. But it's kind of dirty, you know what I mean? And I've talked about this before in the podcast, like dirty sci-fi versus clean sci-fi. This show has a very dirty look. I mean, we, we see other bounty hunters in here. There's aliens. There's, there's call-outs to other aliens and other uh, species on this thing. Like there's blurgs and there's fucking... There's even a fucking... Oh, what's that guy? What's that thing? The fucking Salacious Crumb or whatever. The, <laughs> from, uh, from Jabba the Hutt's uh, ship. Um, I see like two of those like cooking like, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a spit. In like this little town that the that the main character meant that uh, the Mandalorian's walking through, um, and I guess part of their tradition is like getting new armor. I'm not really sure what's behind all that, but uh, but even that process is pretty cool. Look, I, I watched this episode twice, and what really sticks with me is just the pacing of the story and how it automatically sucks you in without giving you a whole lot of character development. Like, it doesn't do a lot of exposition in terms of, like, this person is this person, this person is that person. We just know that this guy gets an assignment from a creepy, creepy, creepy as always Werner Herzog. We don't even know his name. I think he's just the client in, on IMDb. Neef Graga or Graga Neef or something. Played pretty well by uh, Carl Weathers. Haven't really seen him uh, do much since uh, Arrested Development. Um, I'm sure he's done other stuff, but it's good seeing him on screen again. But like I said, not a whole lot in terms of exposition on like what's going on we get a little flat we get some flashes on the mandalorian's past as, as a kid but the big reveal here at the end of the episode is a young baby yoda like not not yoda but like yoda species whatever they are whatever they're called um a young baby yoda like a baby yoda but not yoda not the yoda um and it's a, and it's adorable by the way like it melted my heart and uh, and even the, even the closing credits, like once that shot pulls out and we see the Mandalorian reaching out his finger and the little finger, the little Yoda, Yoda baby finger like reaches up to touch his and then it cuts to credits and it's just like concept art and like um, and just paintings of the different scenes we've seen in like the 35 minute episode. It's a pretty quick episode. It's outstanding. And again, the score, the tone, the look. The landscapes in this are great. CGI is fantastic. The practical effects are fantastic. There's a great blend there. Um, I don't know who the director was, but John Favreau wrote this episode, and he's like he's show running most of the most of the series, and I'm sure he's going to do some directing too. But um, yeah, like I said, the pacing. I mean, you know what? The pacing sells it really. If this show was like an hour long with like longer shots, I'd still enjoy it. But I think one of the reasons why this show is blowing everybody away is because it sucks you in immediately into this world. There's no bullshit. We start the show off like with the Mandalorian fucking up some people in a cantina on this ice planet. I mean, it's straight space western. It's straight space, sci-fi, gritty western. Um, And I love it. Who doesn't love sci-fi westerns? You know what I mean? 
Um, and I just, I just love that this is a thing. That this is a real thing in our universe. Like somebody made this. You know, I said it before I even saw this episode, saw the first episode, uh, that just by the looks of the trailer, that this was going to be outstanding, and that John Favreau needs to do more Star Wars. Um, and I think just from watching this first episode, and I think other people would agree with me out there, that yeah, he should be doing more Star Wars. This might turn into like my favorite Star Wars movie. Like this, this, this Mandalorian tale has the potential to be my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Um, even though we know it's a show, it'll be like an eight-hour movie after these episodes wrap up. Uh, they're dropping one every week. Uh, the first one dropped on Tuesday with the launch of the site. I did happen to watch some uh, some old cartoons for old time's sake. I caught up on some uh, some old X-Men cartoons, some old Spider-Man cartoons. Uh, I watched Pinocchio with my baby boy. That was pretty fun. Um, yeah, man. This is a thing, and it happened, and it's pretty fantastic. And I'm grateful for that, too, you know? I mean, if we live in a world where a show like Firefly could happen and then get canceled after one season, but then somehow spawn a movie, that's an amazing feat. But now we live in a world where a guy who made the first two Iron Man movies, okay, and made made them successful at that, people don't like Iron Man 2, but I like Iron Man 2, um, is now helming a Star Wars show, like a Star Wars show a live action Star Wars show never thought we'd get to a point where we could see that happen and uh, it looks like they're not sparing any expense and you can see it on the screen and it's fantastic uh, I love everything about this show even Nick Nolte he's fantastic I have spoken that was not a good Nick Nolte impression but you get the idea uh, yeah man it's good to be here it's good to be queer strange uh, it's good to be sober, and it's good to be enjoying this shit. And man, oh man, I could rant some more about some other stuff, but uh, maybe another time, you know. And like I said, I might not even post this thing. I just needed to, to talk, and get shit off my chest. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep practicing the gratitude thing, you know. I, I need and I need to go to some more uh, some more clubhouse meetings. You know, it's been a little while. I went to one like a week ago, and that was really good. Um, but before that, it had been a couple weeks, and you're kind of. You're supposed to kind of go like every couple of days if you catch my drift, um, ideally, uh, to practice good sobriety and gratitude. But, you know, anyway, I'm pretty open about this shit, so I don't really feel that bad. And I'm not dropping any other names of anybody else in there, so it's not like I'm like you know breaking any rules. But I'm just saying like it's kind of a thing with me. It's part of my life, so I should probably do that a little bit more. And um, I mean, I try to be nice to everybody, um, especially now like during the holidays, you know. Uh, try to tip a little bit more try to open doors a little bit more try to show a little bit more grace uh, and compassion when possible um, you know because the holiday season is upon us that's part of the, the Thanksgiving and Christmas spirit right is trying to get into that into that that way of thinking you know because um, it's easy to slip out of it this time of year is either really really good for a lot of people or really really bad for a lot of people you know um, at least in my experience you know, so, I mean, I can, I can speak from experience as an alcoholic. We love to drink during this time of year. So it's kind of, it's one of those things. I don't even know how I get into that, but I did. Um, by the way, side note, the people that don't like the Christmas decorations being up in November, uh, I don't like that. I don't agree with you. Uh, I think you're fucking nuts. 
I mean, who doesn't love fucking Christmas music? And who doesn't love Christmas trees and, and, and Christmas decorations? They're great. As far as I'm concerned, November 1, you can start putting up the Christmas decorations. Why do you have to wait for Thanksgiving to end? It seems like kind of a waste to get the tree, put all that shit up, and then it's gone in like 30 days. Hell, I'm a big fan of leaving the Christmas tree up all the way through January. You know? I'm just saying. You know, I love it. I'm going into the mall and hearing the Christmas uh, songs and seeing the big trees up there. And then I'm walking around with my with my son and I'm seeing new things now through his eyes and I get to experience it through his eyes and it's fantastic I love it it like rejuvenates me uh, you know and we already started our Christmas shopping for our for our families and um, and that's great you know it's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful time of year you know and it's a great time to be alive and, and life is good and I don't know this is a this is kind of a sappy introspective podcast episode and I apologize if it's not the normal you know fucking cock suck dick motherfucker shit motherfucking piss fuck goddamn fucking T-800 you know what I'm saying I'm just saying like you know it's it's good it's good to be alive it's good to be here and it's good to be queer and it's good to be all that kind of stuff you know I can't help say queer when I'm talking about here you know what I mean like I, it just rhymes it rhymes really well and I feel like even though I'm not gay I like to say it because I'm strange, I'm certainly strange, I'm certainly eccentric, and I'm certainly a nut job. so I feel like queer kind of covers that. I don't think, like, the gay community all of a sudden just owned that word just because they put it in some of their shows and, like, some of their catchphrases, you know? I'm not even saying, like, that as a slant against the gay community. Half my friends are gay! You know, I'm just saying, like, I get to use that word, too. You know what I'm saying? It's a free, it's a free country, so I should be able to say, I'm here, and I'm queer, you know what I'm saying? And I am, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm fucking nuts. And I'm queer and I'm, I'm strange and I'm, I'm, I'm a weirdo. Maybe I should just stop talking because I'm just not making any sense at this point. Um, it's just fiction, okay? It's just fiction. Don't take it seriously. Don't take me seriously at all. But, uh, yeah. Stay warm because it's getting cold out there. Especially if you're on the East Coast, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I love you guys and gals. I have spoken. Bye.